a playlist original. What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I am so glad you're here, and today's a super fun episode with Kelsey Christina. She is a TikTok pop culture commentator. She works in journalism and PR, and it was super fun to talk about all of our favorite people in today's episode. If you want to skip right to the pop culture stories, I don't blame you. <laughs> I do the the same in certain podcasts, but please use the timestamps in the episode show notes. You can skip right to the good stuff. But at the beginning of these episodes, I usually go over some like RTBP specific things. And yeah, I, I understand if you want to get right to the show or if you want to, you know, hang out with me a little bit longer. But I wanted to say that this summer is going by way too quickly. I'm having a blast, but I don't want the sunny weather to end. I made a end of the summer to-do list. It includes going to the lake to swim, eating as many peaches and cherries as I possibly can, getting an ice cream cone, just those classic summer things. And that's really helping me get over the like kind of August feeling like a Sunday vibe and maybe if you're feeling the same that will help you too. We also launched a new little bit of a rebrand. I got new album artwork so you'll see my face every time you listen to an episode and more really fun things are coming. I have some merch with the new logo. Finally the much anticipated crew neck will be here and mug when we launched like the cold Starbucks cups I got a lot of messages being like we need mugs and I was like hey like I can't believe you don't drink iced coffee but also that's fair so stay tuned for that I'm very very excited thank you to Mandy for working on the new logo and the album artwork for me I super super appreciate it over on Patreon Last week, I talked about 23 couples that have broken up in 2023. I'm calling it, it's the year of the breakup, and I theorize why. And then there was a little bit of a bonus with Cam from what I will say. We talked about Carly and Taylor's reunion at the Eras Tour. We go a lot more in depth than we do in this episode. So if you want all of that, check out patreon.com slash podcast. I think that this is also something that's like kind of underrated or like I undersell this, but probably the best part about Patreon isn't the episodes, even though I think they're pretty great, but is the community. I have made so many online friends via Patreon and it's been so nice. We have a Discord chat, which is basically like a Slack for all of us to just like shoot the shit. People share personal This Week in Petty stories. We talk about the episodes, we talk about VPR, Taylor Swift, anything really going on in pop culture that we want to talk about. We have a pets channel, so we often post, you know, what our pets are up to. It's a fun, supportive community and yeah, truly the the heartbeat of the Patreon and you can access our Discord through joining Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. This week on the pod, I have Christy from X Knows All, and we're talking about the launch of Alex Cooper's 
own podcast network, the Unwell Network. So we're going to talk about the name, the launch, who the talent is, uh, what the relationship with Sophia with an F is currently and all of that fun stuff. And I have some other really fun podcasts lined up over the next couple weeks. I want to shout out patron Jenny M and Sarah B. Thank you both so much for supporting the podcast, for being awesome. And I am manifesting a beautiful week and month and year for both of you. And also not to call you both out, but join the discord hello (laughs) we want to chat with you so thank you jenny and sarah for being official petty betties i appreciate you both so so much okay friends i think that's all from me so let's get to the show here is my conversation with kelsey christina i'm back with a very special guest kelsey christina from tiktok and her instagram kelsey how are you I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. I've been following your TikToks, I don't know, for several months now and you're covering kind of pop culture, a lot of the same stuff that I talk about. So I was like, I feel like we could have a very fun podcast episode. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we've been following each other for a while. It's like parasocial friendship. So I'm glad yes. we get to actually talk. <laughs> Literally. I know. I'm like, I feel like I know you, but I, I truly don't. I was like, where are you from? Like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be on my friend Tori's podcast. Yeah. My, my boyfriend's like, Tori? Yeah. Who's that? Never heard of her. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So tell the listeners about what you're covering over on TikTok. So I, my tagline, I guess that I put in my bio is that I'm your publicist and bestie because my background is in PR um, and as well as journalism. So I kind of try to bring a researched focus to everything that's going on in pop culture. So I break down why they would do certain things, why celebrities say certain things and why the PR of it is happening because I feel like there's a lot of misunderstandings about what public relations and what publicists do on TikTok. People seem to think that it's a lot more like dark and a little bit lighter of um, what a hand that the publicists have in it. So I tried to kind of break that down a little bit more. I love that. It's so interesting. Were you always a pop culture lover? Oh, yeah. I have always loved celebrities, what they do. And it wasn't so much me wanting to be famous, even though, you know, fame and riches would be great, but yeah, like, <laughs> that comes with it. Like, yeah, sure. of course. I'm not going to say no, yeah. <laughs> but it was more just like wanting to know why things were happening. And if you pay attention to actors, which is my favorite or musicians, whoever's in the public, I, the things that they do and the headlines that they have seem to just relate almost or completely uh, go against what they're doing in their professional lives. And it's interesting that that happens. So for me, it was just always, I loved kind of figuring out, oh, okay, so why are they doing that? Or why is someone responding to a crisis that way? Why would they say that? So that was just something I've always loved until I realized it was PR and I could yeah, get out yeah. of it. <laughs> That's so funny. Is there like a moment or a few moments in particular that you're like, oh my God, this is like so interesting or something that happened that you're like, this is so different from like what I imagined this person to be like? Like in meeting them in person or just 
just watching from the side. Either or. One of the best things that I've followed since I was younger is Taylor Swift because she is so good. Yeah, (laughs) she's so great at controlling her narrative. And the Easter eggs are like her way of telling her story. And I just think she's brilliant at creating her own PR. Her team is obviously brilliant too. Like treat pain, let's go. But but yeah, I think she was probably one of the first ones where I was like, wait a minute you said this in an interview and you're directly putting it in your song. So it feels like you're kind of like collecting everything together. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I think of her a lot. Everyone like who's listening is rolling their eyes. Cause it's like, <laughs> can we talk about anything else? No, uh, the answer is no. Yeah. But I, I agree because I just have been thinking a lot about reputation And just because of 1989 and then reputation, like it's just so interesting about how her over her career, her narrative has changed so Mm -hmm. much from like, like it was uncool to like her. I feel like for a lot of the 2010s. I was talking about this today. I was like literally talking about this today. I just think about it all the time. And now not only is it like really cool, if you don't follow her, you are like the odd one out yeah yeah like like, everyone is at her tour right now it's like the best show to be like the LA I I feel like the LA shows have been like a residency like she's been bringing out so many people just being there not even performing and it's like the place to be everyone has the photos the friendship bracelets and back when I was in like eighth grade and she released our song it was like oh you like Taylor Swift you must be like lovesick little girl and it was like yeah you know like cringy like I always think of like her fans as like her character in uh not love story in the glasses with the pajamas oh uh you belong with me yes thank you yes (laughs) I like I think of her fans kind of like that character and so for it to be become cool I feel like Mm -hmm. and and such a monoculture moment that's like another thing I've been thinking about because it was the OC's 20th anniversary so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about the OC and just thinking about moments that literally every single person consumed Mm -hmm. is just so wild and I feel like Taylor Swift is that right now like I feel like they've like she's creeped into like even you know like my aunts and my parents Mm -hmm. lives somehow yeah my grandma likes Taylor Swift yeah I have friends who like we all have an era of Taylor Swift that even if we're not still a super fan it's like there was one moment whether it was shake it off or blank space or uh look what you need me do that you you were like okay this is a bop like I can get this Yeah, 100%. I love that. Okay, I feel like we should get into today's topics. So we're going to talk about (laughs) Taylor Swift and the 1989 (laughs) announcement um, and some other Taylor news. We're going to talk about Olivia Rodrigo's new song, an Ariana Grande re-record, possibly some new couples, Bella Hadid's chronic Lyme disease, and then Kelsey is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share her this week in Petty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. 1989, huge announcement. Like, I yes. felt like this was one of her 
most like popular albums. Like I don't know if it was like sales wise, but I feel like just people again who maybe didn't like Taylor Swift as a whole really liked 1989. And yeah. on her final show, she announced she's doing the re-records. And it's funny you say that because I was with my friends a few weeks ago and I we were trying to say what our favorite album was. And I said 1989 was probably my favorite album. And Reputation is great, but for me, it just wasn't the moment of Taylor for me. So it's like a little bit lower than a couple of the other albums, but it's still great. It's just a little lower. Totally. Uh, and, and everyone was like, you are the popular opinion. Like that's yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. I didn't realize that I liked like an odd album the most, you know? Yeah, totally. But I like 1989. I know. I I really like it too. I kind of wish it came out this summer. I feel like it's a very like summery album, but uh, it'll come out October 27th, Mm -hmm. which is exactly nine years after the first one. Yes, which is amazing. I love that for her. I know, of <laughs> course, like she just like had to have it like perfectly. And yeah, um, like I said, it was announced at the last show, which was August 9th or 8, mm-hmm. 9. And she just she had everything going for her. A uh, lot of Swifties were speculating that this was going to happen. Uh, it seemed like, you know, her team, Taylor Nation and herself were, were hinting at this. Uh, throughout the show she wore all blue dresses for mm-hmm. all of the eras and uh, she had blue lights instead of the lighting that they normally do did you get to go to the eras tour no I was gonna tell you I'm thinking of going in I was looking at some of the Canada dates because I didn't get yeah. to go here so I was like maybe I'll just Canada. go to Canada and <laughs> yeah. but that would be such a mission but honestly worth it have you gone? I, I went in Seattle and I won't be going in Toronto just because it would be just a trek to get out there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like more dates are coming. Mm-hmm. People are saying possibly Vancouver. Yeah. I don't know. So. I did see Miami for 2024 and that one, I mean, it's still on, you know, the other side of the US for me, but I could make a trip down there also. So we'll see. I'm hoping that at some point I'll be able to get on a wait list tickets yeah yeah yeah. I'll cross my fingers for you (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) what did you think about the new album cover I loved it I was looking at a deep dive theory about the and we'll probably get into this a little bit later but the four colors the yellow the blue all that and I I love it I love the pastels so I'm all about it me too me too I for some reason imagined a Polaroid or something yeah because that's I mean that's super 1989 coded like when she was on her like fourth of July like like timeline I guess yeah (laughs) yeah that was all she posted was like Polaroids of her photos so yeah I like want to go back to that time I I guess we will in the fall yeah Yeah, (laughs) such good memories Yeah, I was kind of pitching a Polaroid, but I really like it. It seems really, like, carefree and fun. Mm -hmm. She's smiling on it, which I feel like we rarely get. We have no smiling albums. Obviously, she smiles a lot, like, in pictures and stuff. 
And the seagulls that were on her sweater are now like in the air, which I thought was a nice tie in to the original mm-hmm. ones. People were saying like, oh, there's five birds and there's five vault songs. And she's like releasing them into the wild. Like, do you like those types of theories? Yes. And I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope yeah. that's true, but I would love more than five songs. But, you know, it's fine. Five is good. I know (laughs) it's literally so fucking funny that I'm like this is an insane theory but I'm like no that's so true (laughs) the most insane ones I've learned because I used to think the same thing I'd be like oh my gosh this is crazy like you guys are going way too deep and then like five months later it would be true and I've realized the most insane theories are the ones that are happening like people are not stupid and she knows that she knows that her fans are looking for these things so I don't think she does anything without intention yeah 100 percent. yeah I totally agree do you think we'll get a Harry Styles style I wish I I don't know if I believe that that song is about him um yeah I think I'm sure it's he's part of it and I'm sure she loves that people think it's about him because of the you know, double meaning, but I would love a duet. I think that they're like good friends still, you know, we saw yeah. them at the Grammys like hugging each other and him complaining about the stage turning the wrong direction. So yeah, I think it would yeah. be really smart for them to do a duet. Totally. I feel like she could just do a duet and then do a solo one. So people still listen to the re-records yeah. versus the original if they don't like Harry or like that version or whatever. But I think it would be really, really smart too. And like funny. It would be cool if they did like a duet where Harry maybe had kind of a different verse on it or like a yes. different backtrack. And then that way she could release the normal style, her version, and then they could do like the Harry remix. Yes. Kind of like the lover Sean Mendez. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where he changes like the whole verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be super cool. I would fucking die. Like I would just yeah. die. We'll manifest it, put the energy out there and hopefully she picks it up. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. And like, I do see her kind of needing to do some of these more stunty mm-hmm. things to keep the momentum going on the re-record. So I'm like, I think that's like smart yeah, to, definitely. to do. Yeah. And you get, you bring in the whole, I mean, not that Harry's audience is different from hers, yeah. but you also get, a, he does have his own side of fans you know he does have people who are different from taylor swift and so it brings kind of those two demographics together and i think that would be a great way to kind of get more people towards her new shows as she adds likes to her tour yeah 100 percent. yeah because his tour and then her tour and beyonce's tour like Mm -hmm. they're the only comparators like i feel like no one's doing it like those three uh so I yeah I I just feel like it's smart to collaborate with at least one of them yeah all three would be great but we'll we'll pick our battles for now (laughs) totally totally (laughs) um the other huge news which like (laughs) I'm still absolutely reeling from this but Carly Kloss was in attendance okay I'm gonna be honest with you I don't know all of the theories about Carly I know the basics I know, like, you know, yeah, the outside of all of it, I haven't gone too deep inside it. Um, But yeah, I was happy that she was there. I wouldn't expect her not to be, though. And I think that might be just because I don't know all the theories. 
So you'll yes. have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The TLDR and for the listeners too, because I like this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I think the TLDR is that obviously they became friends really the 1989 tour or uh, first uh, album and mm-hmm. the world tour she was at like multiple of Taylor's show as ga- uh, uh, as a guest during style. Um, but so she was part of the girl squad, which was also very reminiscent of yes. 1989. You know, they were paparazzi everywhere. Um, she had a room in Taylor's house and then they kind of had a falling out. So they were like really close. They did a Vogue cover together. Like they went to Big Sur and was was photographed for like a huge spread in Vogue. Mm -hmm. And then she married Josh Kushner, who is Jared (laughs) Kushner's brother. I always get Jared and Josh wrong. Yeah, I have no idea. But it's 100% Josh. So she married Josh. And they have a baby now, right? They have two babies. She's three okay. weeks three weeks postpartum right, right now. Right, okay. And obviously he is related to Jared Kushner, who's married to Ivanka Trump. So they are like, mm-hmm. you know, extended family of the, the Trumps. And then uh, she also was managed by Scooter Braun, who, you know, sold her music. Mm-hmm. So I think that... There are rumors that their falling out was because of her either purposely or accidentally telling stuff about the um, worth of her music, like the uh, so Scooter could sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the TLDR. The, the other side of that is that people think that they were dating and it wasn't a friendship. So mm-hmm. I, I think- see that's the part that I... I knew I didn't know about the scooter stuff, but that makes a lot of sense. That it does makes make a lot so of sense. much sense of why they would mm-hmm. have such a f- big falling out. Definitely. And Taylor still hangs out with a lot of the girl squad girls like mm-hmm. Gigi Hadid, etc. So then people are like, what happened to her friendship with Carly Kloss? Or Which her is relationship? actually why that's why I thought 1989 was coming ever since she started stepping out with the girls after the right breakup in New York. Yeah, I I thought she was going to announce 1989 that next day because that is so like 1989 coded. Absolutely, 100%. So even Carly being there and Jamie King was there too, which I think was kind of a Girl Squad participant, is just A, very 1989. And then B, it was just like you guys haven't hung out or publicly been photographed or like mentioned each other on social media or anything for six years Mm -hmm. so are you friends again are like have you reconciled is this a surprise it was just everyone was spiraling Mm -hmm. and I love that she sat wasn't she up in like the nosebleeds a little bit or kind of (laughs) up hiding away I love that because I mean first of all if I was super famous and was on like a huge tour and I, I have friends who maybe I grew up with them or we we're friends in college that I'm just not as close with anymore. If it wasn't, I would just expect everyone that I had ever once been close with at some point in my life to go to my concert. You know what I mean? Like just out totally. of support. And if yeah. there's no huge bad blood between them, then I would expect her to be there at some point. So that's why it didn't surprise me. 
Um, that's so certain- rational. Like that's so fucking rational. I was like, people are spirally. Going crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. And I was trying to figure out why. I was like, do we hate? Do we hate Carly? But I don't yeah. think we do. We do. Well, I think there there is a subset subset because she was friends and business partners with Scooter Braun yeah, for so gotcha. long. So there is, I think, a subset of Swifties that like think she's a co-conspirator with Got it. Scooter. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like I also want to say this is detailed so heavily on what I will say, and I did a Patreon episode about what we thought about the Kaler reuniting uh, or reunion um, on Patreon. So it is detailed so heavily, but that will um, be it, the next thing that I do today. That yeah, like, <laughs> it is so fun to get into, but you're right. The rational thing that Cam and I also were talking about, like you're saying is just that this is a cultural moment there was so many celebs at the LA shows in particular. And so it makes sense like for mm-hmm. her to go. Do you think she, I mean, obviously she knows about the theories. There's no way she, yeah. she doesn't because somebody yeah. on her team has a Google alert for her. There's just no way. But do you think that she knows how deep it goes? Because maybe she was in the nosebleeds because she didn't want people to like notice it right away she wanted it to be noticed like a, a few days later like a day later when it starts to spread around a little bit more totally I think yes um I think that in 2022 I think we reached a a Kaler point that spilled into mainstream media mm-hmm. like I think prior to that it was very you know tumblr or like conspiracy TikToks and like stuff like that and it was just like oh yeah like those people over there like think this but like Rolling Stone did an article about some of these rumors and stuff and it's like I feel like that's when it really tipped into like mainstream media so you're right I think Taylor is uh chronically online and there's no way she doesn't know about these I think Carly her peak popularity and fame was probably also at this point 100 percent. so I feel 100%. like like Victoria's Angels like Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret Angels aren't a thing anymore she does a lot of stuff for Vogue but that is again a very small subset of pop culture yeah definitely and I feel like she's like combing the web every day about like potential <laughs> articles about her it feels like her life is so different now like just from who she was during that era and now she's like you know a kind of just appears to be more of a conservative mom like you know taking a step back yeah Yeah. it's very interesting so that probably has something to do with all of it too but yeah 100 percent uh this was a theory I really liked um in April of this year, Carly posted a picture in a full like Adidas tracksuit with the caption thrills with a blue heart, uh, like the headphones and then a like repeat sign mm-hmm. or whatever. And people are saying that maybe she listened to the re-records then. And I could totally see that, that her and Taylor reunited in the spring and then but they just didn't publicly post anything and she got to hear the album. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, if there was no, I mean, I'm just now learning how much bad blood could potentially be in the background, but if it's not so, if they still have any kind of like love for each other and if they were, if, if they were a relationship, which I hope and pray that they were, but at, or at least that if that's what they wanted, that's what they were, whatever. But I just feel like she would hear about it, especially because that's the album, like we said, that she was a friend through. It has a lot to do with her peak career. And I mean, how genius would it be to have Carly post something that doesn't make any sense until 1989 is announced? I mean, it's genius. And I, Tree Pain, I just think it has Tree Pain written all over it, you know? Totally, totally. I think it's so smart. Cause, and Taylor does this all the time too, posts on Instagram mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, why? are you in a bear costume or like, why are you doing this, this and this? And then it doesn't make sense until it does. And I could totally see them doing this with Carly too. Yeah. Everything is intentional. I think when it comes to that camp, everything is meant to be something. Totally. Okay. I just want to plug the Patreon episode. It's on Cam's Patreon and mine. And we debunk a lot more theories. The wine and purse theory the Betty theory, the friendship bracelet theory. So if you want like a full spiral about this Kayla reunion, you can check that out there. I definitely do. So you have to tell me all your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll like message you with a bunch of questions. Be like, answer these now. Yes. (laughs) And I will be happy to. Okay, let's talk about Olivia Rodrigo. So she released her second single off of Guts, Bad Idea Right. How do you like the new song? It's good. I haven't listened to it all the way through, but I have listened to parts of it and like some clips on YouTube and obviously on TikTok. Um, Yes. (laughs) I, I like when she does like the pop punk, like, you know, kind of grungy sound. I think that, well, that's like my favorite type of music. That's what I really liked when I was younger too. And I love that she's kind of giving a nod to Paramore and all of those artists because they deserve to be still recognized for, for what they brought to my childhood. So I like Absolutely. it. Yeah. That's such a good point. Actually, now that you're saying that, that like there kind of was a niche for a pop punk girl, like referencing you're right. Like early two thousands, like, like I could see this song in like an Amanda Bynes movie mm-hmm. in the 2000s, like something Definitely. like that. That is kind of something maybe unique at this time. Like it's mm-hmm. not straight pop. It's not country pop. Like she does pop. a really good job of, I think her unique music style is like taking inspiration from other songs, obviously. And I don't know if she does it in every single song that she releases, but like uh what was what was the second one that came out of her first album deja vu oh no good for you good for you good for you yes yeah good for you and everyone was like where have i heard this before and then realized it was super close to misery business but i love that she does that because it's songs that like live in my head rent free you know that i still listen to and it's nice to bring that but in a new way because you can't keep recycling old songs we we know that we get that so it's nice to like bring a fresh perspective to it so I I think she's super cute yeah like me too that. yeah and it makes sense that you would 
write music and have a like similar sound than like the people that you grew up with that were influential to you and all of that stuff. Mm Uh, So the music video is also causing a little bit of a stir. Some people think it could be about Joshua Bassett. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that's real or do you think we're just like, again, projecting like crazy theories onto something that's like not that? I will say she was close with Taylor or worked with Taylor or learned from Taylor for a small period of time. Yeah. And I think she takes a lot of her inspiration from Taylor. She's talked about it. And so if she were dropping Easter eggs, it would make sense, you know? And I kind of feel like as someone who is in PR that when creating a public narrative in today's world, people kind of expect you to give a little bit more than you might've back when we, well, back when I was in like middle school or high school, back in like the mid two thousands, people want more and they expect it now. So however, Josh, why? Like why? Let's not give him any more attention than he has already. It's just not necessary to me. Truly, but. because the last season of High School Musical, the musical, the series came out <laughs> like last week. And I really, truly believe his career is just going to like fall off. So I'm like, why are we mentioning this guy again? I just cannot believe he had Olivia and Sabrina like in a feud <laughs> over him beautiful talented intelligent women who and then i just sometimes he says the craziest things and i know i don't know he (laughs) was such he was such a like cute indie yeah but like still like disney channel boy like came out as bi thought that was really cute this could be our like like, new bi icon yeah like and then he like took it back and then so he like, came out again and then yeah <laughs> like went really religious mm-hmm. and then said like, some problematic it, things was part of a problematic church yeah like, it's so fucking weird like it's so weird to me so yeah I was just like if this is actually what we think like this is sad for Olivia and like I guess great for Josh's career because we're adding still talking about yeah. him like <laughs> So people were looking at uh, the address. It's the same one in driver's license. Um, She does the Maddie from Euphoria, like double knock on the the door. And it's door number 22, which is Josh's birthday, December 22nd, 2000. He's 22 years old. And then when she's in the guy's bedroom, there's a guitar and her only public ex that's into music and definitely like acoustic guitars is Josh. It makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> I believe that it is. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. she, has she had any other public relationships other than I know she dated one other person? Yeah, Zach Bia, you're thinking of probably. And then there is one other guy that I don't remember his name that probably yes. vampire. I think people think that vampire is about Zach Bia, but there's one other guy. I'm not even going to look it up. It's <laughs> not relevant. Like, not yeah, relevant. <laughs> not relevant anymore. But there was, yeah, one other producer, DJ or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But I don't know. It, it is kind of giving Joshua Bassett. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it is. I just hope that she releases a diss track next Mm -hmm. or something, you know, takes away some of that attention that he's going to get. 
Yes, yes. And she uh, features some of her girlfriends, uh, including Iris Apatow in the music video so again very girl squad like 1989 (laughs) she learned from the best so truly yeah makes sense so ariana grande okay you're gonna have to explain this to me um let's do a little ariana interlude she's just having a disaster of a summer but she started posting because it's the 10 year anniversary of her first album Mm -hmm. she started posting screenshots of it and people are assuming maybe she's doing something special for the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. She posted a few photos of herself. She posted a photo of this beautiful long skirt that is reminiscent of a dress she wore during some of her recordings of yours truly, which was her debut album. Um, And she posted some sheets of music with some of her first singles on them. And it is the 10 year anniversary. So she hasn't, released music since she finished her last tour and she's been filming Wicked. Her songs from Yours Truly also are very, they have the musical style that is more similar to how she's been singing since recording Wicked, where she sang um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And then if you listen to her on Die For You with The Weeknd, her voice is just a lot more controlled in kind of a Broadway or, or like, classical music kind of way I don't know how to describe it but in yeah. the correct way but she that's how her album yours truly was and I think her voice now would sound incredible on those songs so it makes sense but people are really upset about it because of her the rumors going yeah. around about her and Ethan yeah so. yeah I definitely think this is a good PR move because she has had yeah kind of a a bad summer with uh spongebob squarepants and i feel like yeah like why not bring it back to when she was like beloved um and i think that also even if she doesn't re-record the whole thing a la taylor i feel like a lot of celebrities back in the day would do like a 10-year anniversary album and just like add a few new songs to it yeah do something like that definitely and I just think that she she knows what she's doing in terms of not responding to these rumors and just yeah. giving the people what they want. You know, like, I think that we were quick to jump on her because Ethan's ex-wife spoke out so openly. And I just want to remind everyone, because I am an Ariana stan. Yes, <laughs> if I stan Ariana. anything, yeah. it's Ariana. So Ari, Ari- just, Nader or whatever. Yes. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it either, but yeah, that is me. (laughs) But I feel like we had Justin, Selena, and Haley, and everyone turned on Haley, then turned around and turned on Selena, and then turned on Justin slowly and for a tiny bit, not as much as the girls. Then we had Scandal, and everyone turned on Raquel, but then people slowly started to turn on Ariana, and then a little bit turned on Tom. And now we see the same exact thing. People are turning on Ariana and she's not saying anything. She's kind of going mute a little bit, except for her business projects that she's doing. But I, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but just remember there's three sides to stories like that. So I'm just going to enjoy what she gives me a new perfume and some re-recordings, hopefully. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like we don't, we haven't heard from, 
you know, the two main players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the story is? Like, hopefully they were, you know, both separated from their partners in, you know, the early yeah. days of 2023. And then a and romance I don't condone like, cheating. Yeah. Of course. Like, of course. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. But also, she's not famous for being a monogamist, like, yeah. or being a long-term She's not like a relationship therapist. She's not famous yeah. for dishing out advice to people yeah. for their relationships. She is famous because she writes songs about heartbreak and, you know, yeah. jumping into new relationships and everything. We yeah. kind of knew this about her. So, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I would be happy with some new Ariana mu- music. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that's been missing in my you yes. know, rotation. So I'd be stoked <laughs> for that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I'm gonna give yours truly a, a re-listen. Haven't done that in a really yeah. long time. It's interesting to go back because it has a lot of the key players we're talking about now. It has Mac Miller on it. It has Big Sean. It has Nathan Sykes. It's like everything. And I think it would be yeah. genius for her to record one of her yours truly songs with Nathan again because they yeah. always give each other compliments. Who knows if they really dated, but yeah, they were cute while they you know held hands at Disneyland. So. Yeah, and I loved when Thank You Next came out and he was, like, not mentioned. And he was, like, I think that's, like, a good thing because we're, mm-hmm. like, still buds or whatever. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a great voice, so I would love to hear them sing together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that for her. Okay. Let's talk about some new couples. Harry Styles was seen with actress Taylor Russell in London at a yeah. theater. I'm hyped Oh, my God. This. People are so excited. I'm so excited. Taylor was supposed to have her It Girl moment last year during her press tour for um, award season when she was doing Bones and All with Timothy Chalamet. And I didn't expect them to campaign for like film of the year, like best actor, best actress, but I did expect a little bit more from them. And I'm not sure why it got cut short, but she opened the show for Loewe during Fashion Week in Paris. She was wearing archival looks from a ton of different designers. She was out and about with Hailey Bieber and Alexa Demi. I mean, she was set up for yeah. it. And then all of a sudden it just like dropped off. And so yeah. I'm here for this. Oh my <laughs> God. I remember it. the pop shots of like her, um, Haley and mm-hmm. Demi and just being like, I wish I was there. Yeah, they're. I mean, I guess they're all friends, and they just decided to take a walk outside a very paparazzi street. And I was, yeah. I was here for it. I was definitely here 100%. for it. One hundred percent. Yeah. So she was also at um, some of his love on tour stops. Um, I think the last one was in Vienna that she was at, mm-hmm. uh, and then she was. They were both seen in a gallery in June. An yes. art gallery. She was so. at her. She's in a play in London right now. And it's like a live show and he was there and there's photos of him in the stands, like standing ovation for her at the end. And then there's photos of them at the after party. That's the photos that are probably going viral at this moment where they're like hugging and looking at each other. (laughs) Super cute. Yeah. Very cute. And maybe she can give him some like acting tips. (laughs) Yeah. That would be great. (laughs) I'm sure he's 
welcome welcome yeah would welcome us. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like this so much more than when he was like making out with Emily Ratajkowski in Japan oh my god <laughs> can't go back there like, right that was just I mean yay for them I like yeah. Emily but I think yeah. that she's you know her thing is dating that's who that's what she yeah. is she she talks about her dating life and she goes out and dates Harry's not like an up-and-comer or he's not like a comedian he's like a musician if he wants to be taken seriously I feel like he needs to be with someone who's also taken seriously and Taylor works very hard to be taken seriously as she should yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's a good fit I love that I'm super happy for them mm-hmm. um and then Jeremy Allen White did I even tell you I was going to put this in the doc? I'm, I'm glad trying you to, like... did. I'm glad okay. you did. I don't know, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> like, I literally would just like sneak something about Jeremy Allen White into Thank every God. conversation I have. Yeah. Um, he was seen making out with actress slash model Ashley Moore in LA. Do you remember when Ashley Moore was seen? I, I don't know if it was at a sporting event or I think it was because that was just the aesthetic of what was happening. But Justin Bieber had his arm around her in one photo. And then there's a photo of him kissing her forehead and she's like leaning into his chest. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Just wait. Was that Coachella? It was, they were in was a stand it, somewhere. Was it so a I have music? No where. Maybe it was, maybe it was a concert, not a sporting event. It was just yes. it was up in like a. Oh, like, like in a box or whatever. Yes. Yeah, a box. yes the, the pictures are ingrained in my mind. <laughs> I forgot until I was looking at that you put this on our outline and I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I know who Ashley Moore is because I've seen the photos with Jeremy Allen White and I think she has photos with Shia LaBeouf, but I'm not 100% sure if that's her or not. I don't remember if that was her, but I I knew that there was someone else and then there they were with her with Justin Bieber and I was like, oh my gosh. That's honestly kind of the level of fame that I would want, like <laughs> where you're kind of like some of the girls in like Kylie Jenner's circle where it's like, yeah, you kind of have a following and you have like designer clothes and like maybe some like lower level brands want to or like niche mm-hmm. brands want to mm-hmm. work with you. Um, you have and the you have access. access. Yeah. Yes, you have the, the access, access to people That's like Justin all I and want. Jeremy. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but you're not like um, getting ridiculed online for like... Yeah. I don't want to be the, the content. I I mean, well, I guess technically I do because I, I post content. I know, I, I know. Content. I'm like, me too. Yeah, but I would love to be someone in the vicinity of someone or on the team of someone where they're the content. I'm just helping them push themselves out and then I get to stand back and like talk to all their their cool friends and, you know, yeah. their leftovers of everything. Yeah, 100%. Um, If anybody listens to the podcast Too Niche, Mm -hmm. it's hosted by um, Laura Marie and Elizabeth Cott. But Elizabeth Cott's level of fame where she had like Sophia uh, Bush at her engagement party and wears like cute designer clothes and like collabs with cute brands, but like is not like if I said the name Elizabeth Cott to my parents, like they would have no idea Mm -hmm. who I'm talking about. Like that's the level yeah that I would that's like love perfect. that's yeah ideal <laughs> my god but pictures were obviously like called like Jeremy probably called the paparazzi oh, right? my. well he he is yes <laughs> he's on an Emmy campaign right now like for sure everything he does 
is like very much I'm trying to get attention to be like the you know man of the hour which good for him he deserves mm-hmm. it I love Addison Timlin though I think that I'm probably the odd one out on this one because I saw Fallen and I used to read those books and I was obsessed with her because of that. And when she got with Jeremy Allen White officially, like I know they've been together since they were like 14. Yeah. But when they got married and they started having babies, I was so happy. So I'm a little bit biased against him, but I do really like him. So, you know. Yeah, me too. It's sad when there's a couple and then one of them like reaches a new level of fame mm-hmm. than the other and then their relationship like disintegrates like that yeah. never and feels good I think it makes sense I mean I'm I don't think that they got divorced for his Emmy campaign so that's not what I'm saying but I think yeah. it does if if he was getting divorced right before promoting his show and he all of a sudden like there's talks about a strike and he's not going to be able to do press that he normally would because he's obviously being set up to be like they're pushing him his you know his team is pushing him hard I think that I would probably have to jump right into the single life and I would just tell my partner hey it doesn't mean anything just you know ignore the paparazzi photos of me walking shirtless down the street making out with a a model I just I need I'm trying to win an Emmy and I can't really talk about it because I am also in the union so you know, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So you you think that because of the strike, this is how people are like campaigning because oh, they can't yeah. like formally campaign? Yes. Definitely. Interesting. Because he could, he can't go to the strike, I don't think, and speak as much as he could because everything he says would have to be planned. And also it's like, it's a safety thing. It's people are kind of afraid of performative activism right now. The best thing to do is to just, you know, donate and support. So he can't do that to get press. What else is he going to do other than walk shirtless and be seen as the leading man, you know, and then also get his name in the headlines again with another girl. It's like the best, best way to get press, honestly. That's so smart. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Some people don't think, like when I tell some of my friends or when I'm talking to my family about that kind of stuff, they're like, there's no way like that. That's no, that doing. makes or people so in my comments mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know they can be rude, but like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Cause you have to be, yeah. Like kind of like beloved by the, mm-hmm. uh, general population. Like, um, yep. You have to just be, like, constantly on people's minds. Yes, and, I think he – well, yeah. so he made out with Ashley Moore a few days ago, I believe. Yeah. He just had photos, like, today or yesterday. Don't quote me on that. But with his ex, Addison, yes. and the kids having a picnic. And it's yes. like, you don't have a picnic in the middle of L.A. in an area where paparazzi are going to find you unless you are – like nudging the paparazzi along at least, you know, where you're hanging out in the same areas. And maybe that was like a way to counteract the negative press he's getting from that weird like make out that he had with Ashley and that strange like like face he was giving her when they were making out. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah, I, I saw pictures of him at a soccer game with like mm-hmm. his kid's soccer game and I'm like how would the paparazzi just be like hanging out at a mm-hmm. children's like event at a 
random field in LA. Yeah. It's like someone must have called. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's talk about Bella Hadid's chronic Lyme disease, uh, mm. and then we can wrap up. <laughs> um, Bella is 26. Uh, she was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease in 2013 um, after being infected, um, which I did some research because I actually have such an interest in this. I, I really want to do like a full Patreon episode on this, but so you can get infected only by like a tick mm-hmm. that is infected. Uh, so she bitten by a tick in 2013 and usually people take antibiotics and like everything's all So we good. know she was officially, she was bitten by a tick. Cause I think no, that must have, we, oh, we don't, don't know. Yeah, okay. Like, Cause I think, I think the difference between Lyme disease and chronic Lyme is yeah. that you have like the symptoms, but yeah. you don't have, you didn't get bit. And they, there are like pools of thought where you can like have it passed down like generations, oh but my God. that's not been proven. And doctors no. have openly, openly yes. spoken out against that where they're like, that is not medically accurate. Do not bet on having Lyme disease through oh anything other than a bite because it just, if you have something that's bad, it, like, you know, you'll yeah, okay. put a label on it. I really think that that I'm bearing the lead that like chronic Lyme disease, I think does not exist. And I'm, I'm hedging my, I'm hedging my bets. I, I don't know why I keep saying like think and don't know. Like it straight up does not exist. Yeah. It's hard because I really want to talk about this, but I also never want to take away from someone's medical yeah, like struggles because totally. yeah, I believe that she's chronically ill because yeah. I totally understand the symptoms she has. I have an autoimmune disease and I felt the way that she says she felt before I got diagnosed. And so I I get it. Like, but, you know, it's sometimes there are other factors that that are all working together to give you these symptoms. And I just think it is a little bit problematic to say you have something that's not officially something that could be had because there are people who can't afford holistic doctors or doctors in other countries. and also, but we could, we'll just keep talking about it. We could get into yeah, it. Yeah, no, I could, I could literally talk about this forever because, because it seems to only affect celebrities. celebrities. I think that that, like, which is mm-hmm. so absurd. Like, yes. Okay. So like Patreon episode, like incoming, I feel like, okay. but, yes, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she, um, has talked about, yeah, like chronic 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 fatigue mm-hmm. pain cognitive difficulties for years after this incident in 2013 you're right I don't think she's ever talked about a, a tick but I but I I'm assuming and this is what I read and that chronic Lyme is like long COVID but fake <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like where it's like you're infected and then like you keep feeling symptoms longer than you know, the initial period of illness. Yeah. Um, And I think that, I think her mom, her mom says that she was, and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, And I think that's why she push, pushes like that label kind of on her kids and Bella. Yeah. Yeah. I had, did you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No. Do you know about kind of the, 
rumors or like the the things that people were saying about um mama hadid i can't remember her name but yolanda yolanda on during the show no so people a lot other housewives and then a few like uh, media publications called her or said that she was doing i don't know if i'm saying this right but manchhausen by proxy to yes because yes. she she had chronic illness and again totally feel like she was like truthful about that yeah valid yeah mm-hmm. but then at one point she learned that if you take your breast implants out you it can help you if you have like an infection from your implants she took them out and she ended up feeling like a hundred times better but then after a while she said that she still like was having these symptoms or she said that they never went away even though for a while she she felt like a million bucks you know all these things and then she that's when she started to kind of go for the research on Lyme disease and all of that because I think she had had that at some point and people were really she also kind of was the worst type of almond mom you know oh oh, for sure I will never forget when she told I I want to say it was Gigi. Gigi wasn't feeling good. And she said, chew almonds really slow. Chew almonds really slow. And I, you know, almonds are great for you. And maybe the protein or what is it? Potassium. I don't know if that's what's in almonds. Yeah, I think we're like, I have no idea. But if if chewing it and swallowing it slow is a better way to get it to process or something. But telling your daughter to just chew almonds is probably not going to help her feel better you know no and that's why i question this retreat a little bit if it was the best thing for bella not not that it didn't help her not that she's not feeling sick but i hope that she's getting true true help because she's still totally. going to feel chronically ill if, if not 100% yeah i i think yeah so another part of this was that she posted an instagram story which is why we're talking about her an instagram yeah. post about her health journey and like just um about like in support of her mom um who again was diagnosed a year before her and yeah it's similar to you it's like I'm I'm open like I know that there's lots of problems with like the western medicine system Mm -hmm. and how it discounts other types of medicine and yeah I mean I'm a yoga teacher so when I'm sick I put potatoes on the bottom of my feet like I I get it I try everything before I have to take like a shot or medicine like so I'm I'm all for it it's just there are there are valid like treatments and there are valid like things that will take away symptoms but then there's also medical research and science you know so 100 percent you got to find it's a balance. 100% totally. And like maybe if people or doctors in particular and, and healthcare professionals like listen to people with chronic pain that they wouldn't have to keep like seeking some type of like random diagnosis like this. But it's so weird. So like you mentioned, Anwar, Yolanda and Bella all have chronic Lyme disease which is super rare for like a whole family to have it. So weird. And I just want to um, like technically Lyme is from a tick that's infected. And in the U.S. Um, most happen in the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic mm-hmm. from North e- Northeastern Virginia to Maine. 
Um, and I live in a, I live in like fucking tick central station. So it's tough. Like after you go for a hike, like you check your around your socks mm-hmm. and your neck and your pants and like all like waist and stuff like that for sure. Like always do your tick checks and stuff like that. But like this is absurd. Like it's yeah, absurd. And like you were saying, isn't it when you get bit, you take like there's a medication an antibiotic that you take and then you're like you're all good and it's only if the tick is infected with Mm -hmm. the disease because like um I've never had a tick bite I've definitely had a tick on me um but they like burrow in your skin and then you can hopefully try to you know pinch them out if that happens to you or your dog or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then like sometimes you're fine or sometimes you'll develop like a red a really red um, kind of like bullseye type rash around where the tick was or is. And that's when you know that you have Lyme. So interesting. Yeah. Like <laughs> Lyme 101. <laughs> like, so the other celebs that have chronic Lyme, Avril Lavigne, Shania Twain, Ben Stiller, Alec Baldwin, Justin Bieber, Kelly Osbourne, Amy Schumer. And there's like way more, but those were like the most, you know, famous. <laughs> I just <laughs> I feel like it's hard to know what what to say because I, I first of all I trust nothing Alec Baldwin says yeah literally <laughs> literally but I was like my girl Shania yeah no I I agree I'm like sad. there's some people on that list <laughs> and Avril I believe everything she says like she is the original mother but yeah at the same time <laughs> I could also see people who have been performing for so long having just, I I think that we try to put regular people's illnesses on people who are working 40 hours in a 24 hour period. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really doing things that one individual shouldn't be doing. And I understand famous people having chronic, well, not famous, artists or like actors, you know, people who do something really, really physically intense yeah intense perfect word to describe it like we won't experience something like that unless we do you know unless we're going trying to put so much of what of of like ourselves into what we're doing but we still have like laws on the work day we still have like physicals we have to go to things that we have to deal with and they have like that plus thousands of people who depend on them so they have to do a lot more and I don't know I think that it makes sense for them to have chronic fatigue and like yeah and like inflammation yeah and And like I feel like nobody will take it seriously unless they can put a name on it so I I get that what worries me about when someone who is a supermodel says it, it it worries me because I'm big on you know obviously body positivity and, and yeah, all of that but totally listening to your body and your intuition and knowing yeah. if you feel sick even if maybe you're feeling like physically you look better or physically you look worse but you feel better you you know what I mean like totally totally I'm no it's it's it. giving like disorder yeah 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 100% yeah yeah <laughs> For sure. No, you, you said it really well. I, I completely agree. Like it, um, yeah, I don't know. And like some, I guess like sometimes your body just need, like makes you like, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're not listening to me. I need rest. So I'm going to make you rest by like making you sick. So you rest 
And then mm-hmm. like, I guess this just cycle happens. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. But um, yeah, it's so just it. so fascinating that it's like I've never heard anyone <laughs> Yeah. Except for these celebs have yeah. it. Um, uh, exactly. It, yeah. 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 And I, it's just crazy that so many doctors have come out and said, do like, not try to diagnose yourself with this because it's not. And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot going on. Like, you're totally right. Like, the thinness, like striving for thinness, the overworking, overworking. The pressure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's her or her brother, but I think I heard that they had ADHD or they were di- diagnosed, diagnosed when they were younger. With I don't know if yeah. that, they still follow that diagnosis. Yeah. I know from having ADHD that I get a lot of chronic pain, you know, yeah. just like it's hard when I don't take medication to, to like have a full body of energy and like it, it makes you not want to eat. It makes you like get a little bit more nauseous. So it's mm-hmm. like all of those things can add into it too, you know? Absolutely. A number of things. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's just so interesting. Um, but mm-hmm. wishing her the best, obviously. Yeah, I hope um, that if it is chronic Lyme, yeah, that, that <laughs> they can laugh in our faces doing, like yeah. when that becomes real, but like, yes. whatever it's like, as of right now, a hoax. Like Bella, I am open to a phone call if you want to talk. I'm your yeah. girly. I'm here to support you no matter what. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Would love to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap up with Pettyweight Champion of the Week and This Week in Petty. So this is the part of the show where Kelsey is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Kelsey, who are you nominating this week? I am nominating the CEO of MGA Entertainment, which is the parent company of Bratz Dolls, because (laughs) they have had an ongoing feud with Mattel, which is the company behind Barbie for years and years. And if you saw the Barbie movie, the four girls at the high school table were named after the Bratz. And I follow him, the CEO of Bratz on LinkedIn and he posted first the TikTok talking about that and that kind of theory threatening Mattel with their lawyers and saying our lawyers are bored and ready like we're coming for you and then uh, probably the next day or the day after he posted thank you so much for the shout out we our profits are up 100% we have a new movie coming and it was just you know double the petty like Okay, I don't know. The, the girls from the original Bratz movie are like, hi. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I know. They're like, what about us? Hello. Yeah. There was a Bratz movie. And like, honestly, it was like fucking good. It was good. It was good. It was. There were definitely a couple of things. If you watch, have you watched it recently? No. I mean, but I like TikTok likes of clip, like major um like moments yes I encourage you to go back and watch it because you there will be tons of cringe moments which makes it good but it's also I a new one it's so cringy (laughs) but yeah it's like so bad it's good right like definitely yeah oh that's so good but I would I would love a Bratz reboot Mm -hmm. were you a Barbie girl or a Bratz girl I was a Barbie girl because my mom was a Barbie girl and mm. I have a lot of her old Barbies. She passed along to me. I remember when I got my first Bratz doll 
though. And I was like, because I'm a fashion girly, first and foremost. And I remember seeing the brat stall that my grandma gave me and looking at it and just being like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. Yeah, Yeah. she had like, she had like the siren, like, evil kind of look on her face. Yes. Purple mixed with green, like polka dots. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, I know. I always thought they were so cool. Like I just, I never had one or anything like that. I had burpees, but like, mm-hmm. I was just like this, they're like so cool. Like, yeah, they're definitely just different. So they're yeah. fun to look at, fun to play with. Totally. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm stoked for that. And I loved that nod to the Bratz dolls in the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's smart off of the success to do a Bratz movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know that Mattel wants more like toy movies, but they're like about like fucking Scrabble or shit. Like I don't want that. Mattel we- is coming for Disney. They are coming. Truly. Right now. Truly. Yeah, we're going to see movies about, I think they said Uno at one point. Yeah. What is what How? is going to be the Uno movie? Like, is it going to be like Jumanji where they're I, like. That's. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yes. I but think like that's what like, game would they go into if it was Uno? It's going to be like <laughs> reverse and the house is going to like spin in reverse. Who knows? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not creative. So like mm-hmm. they can. I'm sure they've thought of something, but it just it makes no sense. I didn't me. realize Uno had a backstory. So it'll be. Right? Like. Pussy. Yeah, exactly. But I would be stoked for a Bratz reboot. But I hope they pay tribute to the original girlies. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay, finally, it's time for This Week in Petty, where Kelsey's going to share a story about something that happened in real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week? So this week I moved into a new apartment uh, with my boyfriend, and it's a lot bigger. And I I would say that that my pettiest, yes, my pettiest (laughs) moment, though, has been... (laughs) Sometimes when he's playing video games and he's talking to me and I can tell that he has his headphones on and he's not really paying attention to me and he's shouting at me, what? Because he can't hear me. I just don't say anything because I want him <laughs> to get up and walk to me and talk to me. It's so, so sorry, funny. Harry. Love you. <laughs> Do you think he'll listen to this point? Probably. <laughs> like I'm so. fucking on to you now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I honestly would do the same thing. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. But like I remember like as a kid and even still in my parents' house now, like if someone was upstairs and yelling for you mm-hmm. and you hear them and like sometimes I'll be like, what? And then they're like, they say something you can't hear and it's so annoying. So I'll just pr- I'll just also be silent. Yeah. And then they'll if have to they walk want you, me. Yeah. they can come to you. Like 100%. That's how you set boundaries in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. That's so petty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And moving is – I could – we could do a whole episode on moving in oh general. Oh, my God. Moving. I think I have, I think. <laughs> like back – Part like two. Wait, yeah, part we'll two. We'll do a brat deep dive. We'll do moving. Chronic we'll do lime. Chronic lime. Yeah. <laughs> so many topics to dissect. 100%. My God. Okay, this was so much fun. I really yeah. appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I'll be on anytime. Oh, anytime. I appreciate that. Uh, can you tell the listeners where they can find you and anything else you want to plug? Yes. So best place to find me, Kelsey Christina is pretty much my universal handle. Kelsey and then K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A. 
And then that's my TikTok handle on Instagram. If you want my pop culture meme page kind of thing, pop culture K and then culture is spelled with a K. I love it. I love it. I love whenever I'm writing an outline about the Kardashians and then I have a word with a C, I always just change it to a K. Yes. You got (laughs) to stay on brand. Yes. I love that. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Kelsey Christina for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow me on socials at RTBB Podcast. You can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or if you want 45 plus more episodes and a fun, supportive, cute community to join, join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. I always appreciate when you share that you're listening or if you send this episode to a friend that you think would like this episode. It helps the podcast grow. It helps us find new listeners and it makes me one happy podcaster. I hope you're all safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.